When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Well, hello there. This is the Knapsack Files, and I'm Ken Knapsack. I found my files, and I'm happy you're here. This is going to be an episode of TNF In Session, the fourth edition. And you're going to get that in a little bit with the, the intro music, the, the ID to the station, all that stuff coming your way shortly. I just want to talk to you here because I'm uh, heading down to San Diego Comic-Con this week. And if you're listening to this show at the time that it's released on Wednesday, we get Thursday, July 18th. I'll be doing stand-up comedy, two shows with Mr. Mark Ellis and friends. Full pack lineups. I'll be co-hosting the first show, my afternoons with Josh and Ken co-host, uh, Josh McCuga. Second show, a little, little, little change-up, a little mix-em-up. I will be doing stand-up comedy straight ahead, doing a set. I had the chance to do that in San Francisco and Houston with Mr. Mark Ellis. And we're doing it again down here in San Diego as I start to kind of get back into stand-up comedy. To what degree, we'll see, but it's going to happen. We're doing it. We're doing it. And that's scary. That's weird. If you listen to me long enough, you know that, number one, I used to do stand-up comedy for a long, extended period of time. And two, I always kind of hated it. It always kind of loved it. I could always find myself leaving it. And then did. And then came back. And then left again. And then came back. This time, it's a different feel. Kind of excited. Kind of nervous. And it feels right. Right time in my career. Right time in my life. And we're going to see how it plays out. So if you're local to San Diego or you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, you can go to the American Comedy Company. Um, you can go to markellislive.com to get information and tickets. And uh, it's going to be interesting, fun. Two shows, two shows. Uh, and if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con and you don't have a badge or anything like that, you don't, you don't need a Comic-Con badge to go, come on out. It's going to be a fun time. And then we'll see on the other side how it works. Uh, again, I had a chance to do two sets in Houston for the two shows there, but I was hosting. That's a little different feel uh, because you're coming on out, you're you're warming up the crowd, you're your own warm-up act. And it's weird when you host shows, and that's what I used to do most of the time. I was like the regular host with a group of comics. We put on these shows every week at a place called Room 5 on La Brea, right above uh, Amalfi Restaurant and next to the Acme Comedy Theater, the old Acme Comedy Theater. And I, I, I was a host, and I was a good host, and I loved doing it. But you don't get to really work on comedy. You don't get to really work on your set. Even though you have your jokes and you have your bits, it is a different feel. You go up there, uh, it, it is, um, it, it's, it's, it's tough. The, the crowd's almost upset. They're happy the show's started, but they want to get to the comics. And you're kind of the buffoon uh, guiding them through it. You're, you're the, the master of ceremonies at the circus, and they're here to see the elephants and the lions and the bears, not you. So I never could really get a, a full... My, my head never fully wrapped around comedy and stand-up comedy. So it was always interesting, uh, uh, an interesting struggle. And I would do sets and, and, and kind of not find uh, the success that I wanted. And uh, I think it was my old pal Christian Harloff, who was there for a lot of time with me during the stand-up 
uh, comedy day. So we had a good insight into why I would get nervous and, and uh, kind of lose my uh, lose my bearings uh, as a performer, uh, get in my head a lot. Um, but he also had good insight of, of uh, the stuff that, like, hey, we get to go every week, uh, do our comedy, do seven minutes, do 10 minutes, do 12 minutes, do 15 and then we're off stage, and we get to go drink with our friends, or hang out with the friends, uh, flirt with the crowd, whatever, you, whatever, whatever it may be. And then I had to stay upstairs, and, and that's what Christian would tell me. He's like, "You, you don't get to work on comedy." Same with my old friend Lou Santini, uh, comedy veteran of, of twenty plus years here. Yeah, just like, yeah, you don't get to work on your routine, your set, your bits, your jokes. And so this time around. I'm going to be doing more of that. I'm going to host shows for Ellis, too. I got to do it up in San Francisco. And if you saw the shows up in San Francisco, uh, they, that show went very well and I had a good good opening, but I was still hosting. Same with Houston. I was hosting. So I'm excited. I'm excited to co-host with Josh the first show because that's that's a different experience, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, second show, bittersweet, don't get to do it with him, but I get to do a set, and that's going to be really exciting. Speaking of other things coming up, you've heard me talk about it, and it's going to be a bigger push after Comic-Con, but on August 24th, 6 p.m., up in my hometown of Royal Grande, California, I'll be uh, helping the fine folks at the Central Coast Film Society present Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. I will be there uh, to kind of host the event, uh, take us into the screening, do a Q&A, be a book signing VIP experience. I'll be selling books there. If you're local and need a book or you want to make the trip up, it's at the Clark Center, which is a big community uh, kind of performance art, performing arts center. But you can go to centralcoastfilmsociety.org for more information and links to get tickets and all that stuff. And on the other side of Comic-Con, when our focus isn't Comic-Con as much, that's what I'll be doing. Comic-Con is going to be interesting this year. It's the first year that in a while that I am going, um, but I'm not staying downtown. I'm not staying in San Diego. I uh, couldn't get a room this time, and it, it's Okay. Rooms are costly. I don't want to tell you what I ended up spending on the rooms last year, the room that I have. It was fun. My favorite Comic-Con. Didn't get to, didn't have to work for anybody. I had two cool panels with Black Series Rebels and Screen Junkies. And then I uh, got to hang out uh, with Grace, who was, it was her first Comic-Con experience. And, you know, breakfast in the bar downstairs overlooking the, the fine folks walking to the convention. It was a great experience. And then the, the bill came, and you're like, oh, that's a wonderfully costly experience. So this year we're not doing that, and it's a different thing. So it's going to have a different feel. And, and, and there's a – there's a if you're going to Comic-Con for the first time and you're listening to me, I, I'm so excited for you. You're going to have a great time. So don't listen to me. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have a good time. It's just um, – it's a different feel this year, and I'm curious. I'm curious what it's going to be, but I'm looking forward to doing the comedy more than anything. So um, I'll stop rambling about that. I'll stop – Stop rambling about Comic-Con. We're getting ready to do Knapsack Files in session coming up here after the break. I love doing this show. I'll explain what it is if you haven't heard it before. It's a little different. Uh, it's me talking directly to some of my supporters live. We record this live. Just stream it here right on my webcam. And, yeah, eventually I'm going to increase the tech, the tech capabilities of the show. But for right now, this is what it is. Uh, it's, it's a fun little thing I get to do. And made possible by, by my Patreon supporters. So hope you enjoy that. Stick around. It's coming up here on the other side of the break. That's all the business part of the show. Now let's get to the fun. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media.
broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California. This is the Knapsack Files in session. We're live, recording live on YouTube for a later audio release and a video experience unlike any other or just like every other. Doesn't matter, though. It's me and you. We're hanging out. This is a chance for me to take questions from my Patreon supporters on patreon.com slash Knapsack. And then it's also a chance for me to interact live, including some phone calls later through the Google Voice number. We got a healthy little chat group here live. Everyone is checking in. If you're watching uh, the unfiltered, unedited version on YouTube, you saw me talking to them, saying hi. People like Tamor, Rocky, who's my MLB The Show Twitch stream batting coach. Rocky, we're going into a one-game playoff in my franchise mode that uh, maybe later tonight I'll try to get to. Uh, it's not been going good. Two big injuries. Jason Humphreys is here. He's in chat, uh, checking in from the UK. Will McClain had a fun talking with Will in Houston at the live movie trivia showdown. And in Chicago, we got to meet Lauren Romo. She's here in chat as well. We met at Star Wars Celebration. Big Star Wars fan that she is. And Pete Rich, as we said before, is in here saying, yo. Yes, in the background, if you're watching this on video, it's a nice, it's, I got my Ewok from my friends at uh, Emerald Moon Tree on Endor. Then a painting, original piece of art. From uh, Grace, Grace Hancock, uh, she said, I want to give you something in your apartment that is not Star Wars. And so I've renamed uh, named that picture, The Death Star Arrives. Ha <laughs> ha, joke's on me or her. All right, TNF In Session is rolling on, and I love to take the questions from my Patreon supporters. Uh, tier 3 or high, you get to type out a question, and I get to, I get to answer it. I get to answer it. We got a lot of questions, like this one. From Andy Ortiz. He says, Ken, did you ever get to the band Tears for Fears? Tears for Fears. I didn't. Um, but I do enjoy Tears for Fears. And their big hit, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, is, of course, uh, what they're known for. And, but that was in the 80s. And as, as big of a music fan as I am, and I was born in the late 70s, uh, I, I wasn't super big into popular music. I sounded like... I sounded like uh, Seymour Skinner or Reverend Lovejoy from The Simpsons. Popular rock and roll music. Um, I, I just uh, slightly sheltered from it a little bit. Um, I, I I was familiar with something, so I knew, I saw some of these. I remember watching the Peter Gabriel video for Sledgehammer more than anything. That was one of my first music memories. So Tears for Fears I didn't get into, and so it just kind of was not quite in my generation uh, crosshairs, so to speak. But I do enjoy it. It's a good song. Karaoke song, maybe. I don't do it, but maybe you do. Everybody wants to rule the world there. A good example of what, how unaware I was, my dad was a big fan of Paul Simon, and so we had the Graceland album, which came out in 86. And my dad is one of those guys, he's got a great speaker system. He builds it himself, sets it up in the living room, does like sound tests and everything, and um, he had the sound like pitch perfect. And he, was, he loved playing Graceland. And I just used to make fun of it as a kid. I was, I was about 10. I was like, yeah, all these sounds, these whoops and hollers and everything. And, you know, lo and behold, Graceland, not five years later, six years later in my teens, becomes absolutely one of my all-time favorite albums. So it's just weird. It's perspective. It's youth. So Andy starts us off with a question about music, which I do love talking about. In fact, here on uh, my Patreon page, we do my monthly Patreon playlist episode uh, that's available to everyone. So Andy, thanks for that question there. Jason Humphreys has this written question, and it's deep. And we're going to start out deep, but Jason is also there in chat. And Jason says, hey, Ken, you've been very open and honest about your struggles with depression. How do you prevent it from overwhelming you? Uh, the old 
the old day by day thing is is very powerful and very important. I also think there's a fine line between talking a lot about your depression and talking too much about your depression. Uh, not that you need need to suffer in silence or keep things close to your vest. I think that's it's very valuable to get it out. So a lot of times, even now, any anxieties I have, any little angers uh, I have, that, that venting uh, sensation that we all we all love to vent and feel kind of good by it. It's a purge. So there's a lot of that. As a stand-up comic in the past and a stand-up comic again, I'll be doing shows at San Diego Comic-Con this week. That's part of being a comic, too. You talk about what's going on with you, and you spew it out into the world, and then you can kind of own it. It's kind of there, and you can play with it. You can bat it around like a cat playing with a ball of yarn. Yes, depression is like a ball of yarn, and you're like a cat. So it doesn't always work. And I think, Jason, and to anyone listening who suffers depression, I think you need to kind of... Uh, day by day, to, mean also, to me, also means you, you might... You might, you might lose some days, and you have to be aware of that. You might lose, and that's okay. I, I feel it's dangerous. One of the most dangerous things about depression, and I was someone who went through therapy, and I've talked about this on a lot of shows, so I want to remix all that, but you go through it, and you kind of get to the other side, and you're like, I conquered this. You never really conquer it. It is, it is a, a kind of a, a form of addiction in a way. And so there's days where you're going to have four or five straight days where you're like, I'm on top of the world looking down on creation. And then you wake up the fifth day and it's horrible. And that is bad itself. In and of itself, that's pretty bad. But then there comes that second feeling of you feel bad for feeling horrible. And I think I want to always be super aware of that. It's okay. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to have that depression feeling hitting you, hitting you hard. But that is the battle. And then when I say you can talk about it too much, I think there's a danger. This is from my point of view, someone who really struggled with suicidal thoughts, suicidal episodes, uh, going through therapy, all that kind of stuff. I think I see some people, and myself included, sometimes depression becomes that friend that you love to hang out with, and you don't let it go. So sometimes... I see it too much, uh, where it's a form of it's a form of comfort. It's a blanket that you want to wear. It's hard some days to to put on that smile. Uh, absolutely, uh, I'm no expert, no medical expert, no trained expert, but that's just my experiences as someone who's in it. So uh, I always love getting those questions. Uh, I think they're important questions to ask. And you know what's also important? A real snacks attack. DJ Snacks, he's in here as well. You might know some of his work from uh, the movie trivia Face Off League. A face, uh, a, a fan, a face, a face. Well, they have faces. Um, a Facebook uh, fan group uh, of uh, the movie trivia Schmodown. They have their own matches too. And you never know, it could be a breeding ground for future talent, right? That's what, uh, that's what the rumors are. So Snacks is here and we're moving on to the next question. Then I want to start interacting live with the folks there. And, uh, We've got Andrew Scott. Andrew says, hey, Ken. Andrew from North Carolina here. Love North Carolina. I've only spent a few seconds in there in Boone, North Carolina. I want to go back. First up, thank you for everything you do. It brings a lot of joy and inspiration to us all. Well, thank you, Andrew. You may have answered something like this in the past, but my question is for you today is, how do you know when to say no? This can be anything from socializing with friends to a boss pressuring you to do something. I have the hardest time with it uh, with this in many situations. Thanks again. See you on the battlefront. Talking about Battlefront 2. So how do you say no? How do you say no? Uh, Will in chat says Boone is awesome. Um, how do you say no? I don't. I am. I say yes, and I like saying yes. And I think there's a lot of people in my life who who say yes, yes to helping people, yes to working harder, yes to a lot of those things. But 
I guess the thing that I would say, and I told this to someone once, a, a former employee who's a friend now, that, hey, you got to find your self-worth and accept nothing less. And that works real good in relationships. It can sometimes work in, uh, you know, your job situations, but it's easier said than done. It's also a little bit about confrontation, right? No is kind of by itself a confrontation. Can you stay overtime, uh, do some overtime today? No, let's fight. You know, it's, we all have the desire. I think we're all in general, all of us, uh, most of us, uh, everyone here in chat, like Zach Anderson, who's checked up, checked in here now. uh, I think everyone is generally a a good person. And so if someone asks you something and and it's important, especially if if you're like me and and the, the depression stuff, one of the best ways to confront depression is get outside of yourself and help others. Um, if someone asks you for help, I think it's a good trait that your tendencies or your first instinct is to say yes. But if you keep saying yes enough when you realize it starts to hurt, I think you have to pull back and look at those things. And then I think the first time you say no, it's sometimes the hardest. It's like a, it's like a James Bond kill. It's like the beginning of Casino Royale. The first one's the hardest. Yeah, not the second one. I think once you find the strength to say no and not feel guilty about it, and maybe sometimes walking away. Yeah, Real Snacks Attack says uh, it took him 46 years uh, to say no, to say that, and to know that it's okay. That's, a, that's his exact quote. Uh, Snacks says it took me 46 years to realize it's okay to say no. And I think even though you might say yes 90% of the time and it doesn't affect your life in a negative way until it does, I think saying no, you, you just have to realize it's okay. But again, I'm the one who says yes a lot. Um, so uh, Pete Rich has this question. Pete's in chat now, switching gears a little bit here. So he tried to ask this uh, when I was on The Wanger Show. Make sure you check out The Wangers and Amateur Hour Films. Teddy, one of the recent short films, is out. and be doing some work with him soon, too. He uh, says, I know that you enjoy your 7-Elevens. Oh, I do, Pete. Oh, I do. But we don't have many in our area. Uh, Pete, you're going to let me know where you're at. Uh, what do we have? Well, we have uh, sheets is what they have out there. Have you experienced the gloriousness that is sheets? What other unconventional spots do you like to grab a bite to eat at? This has, oddly enough, become like part of my reputation. And I think this is also a good time to uh, clear it. Oh, Pete is in Canton, Ohio. Canal Fulton, nearby you, right? Uh, Canal Fulton, there's a place out there that sells great chocolate treats that my fr- uh, old roommate and friend's uh, mom would send out to me. Um, and uh, La- uh, Toys That Time Forgot is out there too as well, right? Uh, I think, Pete, we may have even talked about this before uh, somewhere else. It uh, sounds familiar to me. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people. Rocky's excited in chat going, Sheets! Zach Anderson's there. We have a quick trip here. I, I just... Um, yeah, and Kenton is uh, you know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, of course, there too. So I think here's the thing. I, I think the thing is I, I love the convenience. I'm a simple man to a fault. Again, I say yes too much, I guess. Also, if I'm hungry and on the go and I'm at a gas station and the gas station's got a convenience store attached to it, I'm not going to go into a nearby restaurant, not even a nearby drive through I'm just going to go in, grab a drink, grab a prepackaged sandwich and get on with my life and not make a big deal of it. So along the, along the way, it kind of became this inside joke with me that I like to eat, uh, eat at 7-Eleven. And, and, and true story, I used to be so depressed. I'd get sandwiches at 7-Eleven full of sodium and taste, uh, get a drink, uh, you know, like an like a energy drink or something unhealthy. I don't do this as much anymore. And then I'd uh, drive around uh, crying in my car. That's, that's, that's when depression really gets over you. Um, 
So it can be attached to my love of 7-Eleven can be attached to me joking and sharing those painful moments. But really, it's not about that. Really, I think I'm just I'm just a simple cat, man. The waiter brings me the incorrect meal. I ordered pasta and they bring me a tostada. I go, you know what I'm having tonight for dinner? A tostada. You know what? So I think it factors into that. As far as sheets, I haven't experienced that. Um, I do want to try that. Uh, I was in in Houston. There was something big in Houston. Oh, I forget what it was. It was like a squirrel or something like that. It was something big. And everyone's like, and you, a lot of people on social media were like, you're Ken, you love 7-Eleven, you're in Houston, go to this place. And I drove past it. And uh, the Lyft driver looks at it, he's like, oh, I was like, that's the place, right? And I hear about this. And he's like, that is the place. And it looked like a castle. It looked like a veritable castle of convenience. And I was all there for it. Uh, when I get, if I get back to Houston or a place, I can't remember the name. Someone out there is going to let me know. Uh, so that's that. A lot of people check it in. I've got a quick trip where Real Snacks is. Uh, come and go in Iowa. Oh, boy, Magic Market in Georgia. Uh, Lauren gets to enjoy the splendor of 7-Eleven. I do want to get to a 7-Eleven over, over Japan. Those seem like an entire different experience there. Uh, John Mariano is here checking in. Uh, and Pete Rich says, uh, thanks for answering. I appreciate that there. So, yeah. Um, and Adam Taylor has a great follow-up, too, with a saying yes. He says, I do say a lot of saying yes, but, and qualify my yes, it's not always an unconditional yes. I, I think that's... Uh, that's a good idea there too. There, good, good job, there. Um, going back to music here, Miranda Bettingfield asks if you were an MLB player, what song would you walk out to for your for your at bat? Uh, I think I would walk out to. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great rock, rock songs, a lot of Oasis songs, some semi semi sonic songs, but you know what? If I if I if I'm living the dream of playing MLB baseball, I'm gonna walk out to some classic Beatles, like like Hey Bulldog. That sounds like a good get on base, run around, score. Sheepdog. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not gonna sing and and. Oh, okay, I won't do that. All right. Hey, Jeff Wood is in chat. Chat. Jeff Wood. Jeff. Jeff. You can. Uh, <laughs> You can, you actually can uh, see, you actually picked the song I was going to pick for Semisonic. Fascinating new thing. I absolutely was going to do that. Absolutely was going to do that. Fascinating new thing. You're delightful. All right, Semisonic, early Semisonic. Uh, Rocky Raccoon makes me, you think of me, Snacks. Um, Spice Girls. Oh, Pete Rich, that's not bad. That's not bad. Lauren Roma would go Seven Nation Army. That's a great choice, too. I could see that. Spice Girls. Now batting the catcher, number eight, Ken Napsack. Uh, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I, I, I want a base hit. I think, that, I think that would work. It's a great question, Miranda. Got me thinking there. Alice Wadsworth. I think she's trying to get in the chat. I see her on Discord. Uh, someone help Alice out there so she can get in there. Uh, she says, uh, what are your favorite collections? Is it your Star Wars stuff like the Wicket? The life-size Wicket Miami. Uh, do you have any Star Wars Christmas ornaments? No. I do love Christmas. Grew up celebrating Christmas. Um, but I, I once I moved out on my own and, and had roommates, we just never decorated. Just I'm like, It's like I'm either going home or when I was working in retail security, uh, Black Friday, everything, I didn't have holidays. I didn't have Christmas. So uh, I never got any, any ornaments. I, I, for me, my collection, it, it would be the Star Wars stuff. But um, 
a lot of that, you know, I got to tell like a lot of my Star Wars stuff came into my life recently. So I'm connected to it. Um, but it's, it's the stuff, it's the, the magazines, the little books that I've had uh, that survived any great purges in the past. Those are the ones I like. Those are part of the collections. And a lot of people in chat asking about my, uh, my uh, Life Size Wicket, which is uh, uh, original, created by uh, Admiral Moon, Treon Endor. You can look them up on Etsy. You can get your own. You can Ewok mask uh, or this Life Size one-to-one Ewok back here. It is Wicket. Uh, yes, a lot of people asking me, will he be making the move? Yes, he is, uh, uh, he is uh, making, uh, he's making the move. I am not going anywhere without that Wicket there. Uh, so that's a uh, great question there. Then we got this uh, thought here from Tamor. Tamor's in chat. There he is now. Uh, Tamor says, uh, um, congrats to me and Grace on a new home. That's right. We're, we're moving. Um, very last second, very unexpected, but we're moving. Um, and he says, you never cease to amaze me on how, how you find more ways to make me laugh every time. Well, Tamor, that, that's sweet. You're sweet. I wish you could be in every stand-up comedy audience I have from here on out. Uh, his question is, uh, have you ever been in a situation where someone you've had a connection with all of a sudden says you make them feel uncomfortable Uh-oh. and don't want them t- you to talk to uh, talk to you anymore, uh, leaving you in a very confused state as you go back to retrace your steps, realizing you did nothing wrong? If not, how would you react and deal with something like this? Well, you know, I'm very fortunate, Taymor, right now to be in a good, uh, good romantic situation, but it took a long time to get there. A uh, very, very long time to get there. So I am bad at love, right? I think you all, you all, we're all bad at love until it, until you're not. My old, my therapist used to say, either you marry them or you don't. It's kind of the case. But in that kind of situation, I think you're starting in the right spot, Tamor. You are going back to where you, where it started. You're retracing your steps, as you said. And, and, and you said, hey, you didn't do anything wrong. And maybe that is the answer. Maybe that is the answer. You didn't do anything wrong. And that means maybe it's something with them. Not that they did anything wrong, but maybe it's on them. Maybe it's something they're working through. When you're in any kind of relationship, right? Even even like a business relationship, a professional creative relationship. Sometimes things pop up and, and they uh, might be the ones that are like having the struggle that comes from their experiences, their failures in the past and, and their own in, insecurities. And that doesn't make them bad and it doesn't make you bad. I think maybe that's sometimes the situation, Tamor, in love. Sometimes it just isn't the one. And if something changed and you look back and you honestly feel that you didn't change, uh, if you can communicate to them uh, or ask what they did specifically, I think that's the best thing. But I also would suggest not pushing it, not pushing it. Like Sting once sang, uh, if you love somebody, set them free. I know that's been around a lot, but I'm thinking of the Sting song right now. Uh, free, free, let them free. All right, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to sing anymore. I, I just don't. I, I just like just... Uh, I like screaming out bad songs. I'm not. I don't. I don't even karaoke. Um, I don't mean to change the tone though to be too light though, there, Tamor. But you know what I mean. Back off, then. Back off. Give them that space. And maybe you'll find with a little time, a little distance, and maybe it's not even a long time that maybe you're okay without them. I think sometimes uh, in in love situations we can find that we feel as though we need somebody. We feel as though we need the situation. And when we step away from it, and sometimes it might be years later, you look back and go, oh, I was swimming upstream. No fault of theirs, no fault of even mine, but I was swimming upstream. I think that is something I've done in the past where 
I knew early on, uh, this isn't this isn't the person for me. And I love them dearly, and they love me dearly, but it's not the right situation. But you're you're wedging in uh, the, the 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 round peg into a square hole situation, just like. I got to make this relationship work. I've got to date this person. I want them to fall deeper in love with me. I want this to work. And you are just swimming upstream and you're hitting those rocks and you're getting bloody. And it's not like a nature documentary. Pull out. Walk away. And maybe time will give you the clarity you seek. Tamor, great question. We love getting deep here. We love getting silly. We love doing all of it there. Um, like this question from Eric Tassoni. Eric Tassoni writes us, hey, what is your favorite place to read? You actually get to read there often. If not, where do you do most of your reading? I always, uh, th- as always, thanks for all the great content. Uh, hope the new move goes smoothly. Thank you, Eric. Had a pleasure of meeting Eric, uh, I believe out in Chicago now. Um, traveled a lot this year. Very fortunate to travel a lot this year. So sometimes I might be like, hey, I met you in, in Houston. No, it was Phoenix. But Eric and his wife, I do remember meeting them. Talking some Star Wars, talking some Force Center. And uh, Eric, I love this question there. Um... I think uh, I, I love I love a good reading and bed session. I got a nice couch. I got some chairs, you know. Um, at the end of the day, I like reading and usually in the morning, like a Saturday afternoon, 10 a.m., book in my hand, reading. That's my ideal spot. I don't get to do it as much as I'd like. Um, evening time, I could do a chapter and then I start falling asleep. So I got to be careful there. Um, but usually in the morning. And I don't get to do it as often as long. I also go through weird stretches. I have to read a lot for work. I have to read a lot for work, but, you know, uh, Star Wars books and whatnot. But now I'm reading this, the book about the kids in the hall, the history of uh, their comedy troupe and everything there. And, and I don't get to do it as much as I'd like. And I get in a little weird, um, in weird rhythm. Sometimes I'll just knock out a book in two weeks, and sometimes it's like, oh, I forget. I got to read today. But reading's good. Read, children. Not just my book, Why We Love Star Wars. Read all the books out there. Uh, we got a couple questions here. They're going to start taking some live chat questions here. This is from John Mariano. I love John. Um, great fan, supportive movie trivia, Shmoda, and a lot of things. Uh, uh, he says, uh, John from New York here, longtime fan of the show. Uh, you're talking about when I popped up on Collider Live and uh, did the news impromptu. Uh, I know that made a lot of people happy. It will never happen again. Kidding? Maybe. Not kidding. Uh, look ahead. Have you ever, um, yeah, you have an ever expanding array of shows, some hosted by various personalities, such as Dutch Allen, You Got Go Picture, or Nolan Guthrie, a paranormal reporter. Do you think we'll ever reach the day where we have a truly interconnected Napzoon universe? Uh, actually, that DJ Snacks was made, uh, made up until I joined your Discord server. Love that. Uh, yes, and anyone, you can join the Discord server any level on Patreon gets you in. Good luck with your new uh, part-time gig, up- upcoming stuff, all your adventures. Thanks, John, for that question there. So, yeah, we love doing fun, uh, fun things here. Uh, Alice is in chat. Alice, you made it into chat. Old Hansaw's here. We got some people here. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be so... It, it, I love these characters, and, and, and we do now here on the Knapsack Files feed on Saturday nights have something, I'm calling it like the Saturday Night Special lineup of shows where it's just kind of me stretching my creative uh, muscles and sometimes 12 people like them and I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, Dutch Allen, Inside Tinseltown, Nolan Guthrie, Mysteries and the Unexplained, which by the way, episode one with Riley Calbert, fantastic. Episode two, I'll give you all a clue. It's coming out this, at the time of this recording, it's coming out on Saturday, uh, the 20th. Uh, it is uh, it is a spectacular episode all around uh, a, a, a special guest who is a, a very special guest 
uh, big in the voiceover industry, coming in doing a uh, a take on Flat Earthers, and wow, it's we 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 had a lot of fun doing it. It's one of the only things I've recorded that I listened to the next day just to listen to it. So, uh, that's, uh, that's coming up, but yeah, um, a connected universe. It is going there is a little Easter egg with Nolan Guthrie, who is the paranormal reporter and host of mysteries and the unexplained in the first episode, you can go back and try to find it. There is an Easter egg that connects him to another character. I have played in something infamous in my career. I think, uh, that clue might uh, solve it for a lot of people there. So, so that's that. So anyways, I love doing it. Uh, it's things that, uh, you know, I got, I moved down here to do comedy. I, I moved down here to, uh, to do that and not just talk about other people's properties, though I love talking Star Wars and will always talk Star Wars and always write about Star Wars. Uh, Game of Thrones, Cashly Talk still going strong. Um, that's always going to be there. But I, I've decided uh, I love interviewing and talking directly to you all. Uh, I'm a broadcaster at heart, but I also want to, Get back out doing some silly comedy. Motivations with Ken was the start of that. It's me just basically taking all of my biggest mistakes and all of my biggest problems and trying to turn them into horrible motivations. And again, it doesn't work for everybody, um, but I love doing it there. So great question there, John. So we're we're to the point here now. That's some of my Patreon questions that I'm here chatting with everyone live. I love doing this live TNF in session. Uh, we got some people uh, in chat right now. We got a good group. Jason Humphreys uh, says, flexing my creative muscles. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So if you're live in chat, uh, get on ready uh, to uh, get ready to call in. The number is posted in the Discord server in the boardroom. If you are not part of the TNF boardroom, but you're in the audience now, you get the ability to call if you're at the uh, $10 level. Uh, just taking care of some housekeeping here. Um, but uh, just um, maybe someone in the boardroom can share that with anyone. I think I put it in the streaming link on the Discord server. So working out some kinks here live on air because this is truly live like I, I can th- throw up a phone yeah there we go it's we're definitely live did that prove anything not really not really so are there any questions there in the in the uh, live chat there please let me know um i would love to uh chat with you all uh and then i'm also going to make sure i get the google voice uh number up uh screen up so we can uh, take some live calls and that's one of my things there so alice's dutch is a major favorite enjoy that dutch enjoys that you enjoy his show alice he really appreciates that so uh lauren romo has a question here any tips for a first-time podcaster yeah the tip um the tip uh, the first tip uh, lauren is to do it just do it um you can figure everything out from there you can record on your phone if you have an iphone I don't have an Android. I'm sure it's. I'm sure there's something comparable. On an iPhone, the 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 built-in uh, like notes uh, voice memo thing is quality enough to transfer it to GarageBand or Audacity, which is free, and get it up there. Uh, if you use something, I highly uh, I love working with Podomatic. We still do on Force Center. They're great. They have a new uh, live uh, like recording feature going on with uh, them that they're rolling out soon. But Anchor's great because Anchor you can do it on, right on your phone. If you don't have theme music or imaging for your station anchor has that there um and then you can get a little ad money i highly recommend that yeah pete rich says uh shia thank you shia labeouf just do it just podcast uh lord as far as um 
your show, the thing I always say uh, is, is momentum. Um, I don't script a lot what I'm saying, and sometimes that works in my favor, sometimes it doesn't. The Afternoons with Josh and Ken, we've never prepared a word. It generally works. We trust each other. Um, so, yeah, Alice says uh, in the Emperor voice, do it. Um, but as far as actual broadcasting, remember, uh, it is entertainment. It is entertainment. And what I strive for and sometimes fall short of is, um, there you go. Um, I'm struggling. No, is uh, uh, I, sometimes podcasts are just, uh, comes across as this, eh, some people, some friends sitting in a room. That's true. But always remember, it is a form of entertainment. So you have to be an entertainer. And you might not feel you are uh, an entertainer, um, but... You got to try. And that's one of the, the actual technical keys to anyone trying. I get that question a lot, and there's no true answer other than just do it, Lauren. So give it a go. All right. All right. Yeah, and Real Snacks Attack says, smile when you talk. I mean, I frown a lot where I talk, but, you know, you can give it a go. I guess you could try smiling there. Uh, old Handsaw says, I would love to do a podcast, but I'm not that interesting. I disagree, Old Handsaw. I disagree. Uh, question from Jeff Wood. How do you deal with your busy production schedule? Say no and keep in healthy. Well, as we talked about earlier, saying no is uh, is definitely a key thing. Uh, I just think you need to keep in mind uh, that you can work now, play later. You can work now and rest later. It's one of the mistakes I made in my 20s uh, when I had all the energy and all the time in the world. Uh, maybe not all the resources, maybe not all the money and not all the tech. It was harder. I remember wanting to start to record stuff. I wanted to do what eventually became the Schmoes No News. I wanted to do it on my own uh, and record it and release it on like my website back in the day, like 2002 range. And my friend had some band recording equipment for his band and I used his computer and I'm not a techie and it just was exhaustive and, and, and it didn't work. I wish I'd found a way to make it work. I wish I had found a, ma- a way to dedicate some time to it because things could have been a little different there. Um, so as far as, uh, Jeff, uh, it's a great question. Uh, I changed my mindset, uh, in, in my early thirties and I joke, but I look at someone like the rock. Now the rock and triple H and John Cena and Dave Batista, a lot of them, the, the wrestlers turned actors or wrestlers getting promoted to become heads of company companies. Um, they come from an era where they were on the road 300 to 330 days a year, and you work, you work, you work, and you're not working, you're dying. You're not working, you're not getting on TV, you're not getting over. Uh, that's sometimes kind of an insane schedule, but I, I always joke, but there's those days. Um, you should take rest when you need to take rest. As you said, Jeff, staying known, staying healthy is important, and I think those days are important. Reading in bed on a Saturday, luxury. But I think where I failed before was I'd come home from my day job at at 2.30, I'd take a nap, that's great, and then I'd linger about, maybe have dinner, then maybe think about doing something, oh, I'll work on one of my scripts, eh, put 20 minutes in, eh, I'll go to Best Buy with my roommates, eh, it's time to go to bed, I'll watch some TV, put 20 minutes of work in. Now, uh, over the years, what changed towards the end of my uh, run of my day job is I'd leave work and I'd go straight to my friends for a writing meeting and we'd write for four hours. Then I'd come home. I'd get a little workout in if I could. Uh, then work on something myself, then go to bed. And yes, you need to take time for yourself. You need to relax. But work, 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 and not be afraid of the work. And that will start to pay off. All those other things, the connections and opportunities and resources, they'll come and go. They'll come and go. But if you have, uh, 
you have the work and uh, work ethic there, it'll pay off there. So it's not always perfect there, but that's it. Uh, Lauren says, thanks for the podcast advice. Uh, her cousin and I are starting a podcast. Uh, well, make sure, Lauren, that you drop that when you do the first episode in the Discord server. Matt Thompson is here. Says, sorry I'm late. Had to put the kids to bed. It's okay, Matt. That's uh, that's more important there. Will McLean says, what's your dream job? Is it everything, uh, is it what I'm doing now or something else? Um I miss radio, but radio is never really going to be what it is. Uh, I love a radio job, right? They don't pay well. You might have to travel. It's, it's a tough, complicated thing. So in a lot of ways, what I've done since leaving um, Collider, uh, well, was is what I want to do. I have the studio at my beck and call here. Uh, I wrote a book, which is something I really wanted to do. And we'll see how that pays off. Uh, there's more creative projects I want to do. But I, want, I love to broadcast every day. Do I want a daily show? I have a lot of content. Sometimes I think it's too much for people to keep up with. Four Center, Casterly Talk, The Afternoons, Knapsack Files, Podcast Feed, which has several different shows on there, including a new one called... Behind, behind the Bag with Tom Dagnino, baseball podcast. It's official. We're going to be doing it one, about once a month to, to start out. Uh, plus, I do movie, you know, movie trivia showdown, inside showdown. And, and that's why I don't uh, appear regularly on a lot of shows. Uh, number one, a lot of them don't pay. Two, uh, I don't want to overexpose myself. I, I don't want you all to be sick of me yet. There will be a time. I think it's fast coming where people are sick of me. And the gray of my beards let me know maybe it's time to go out to the pasture. But uh, Will, as far as the, the day job... This is kind of what it is, but I, I wouldn't mind a, a actual radio program. Me and Josh want the afternoons to be like a three to four hour afternoon broadcast somewhere, or even weekly there, too. So that's a great question. Uh, John Mariano says, Behind the Bag is probably my most anticipated new show of 2019. Uh, yeah, Pete Rich says, I can't wait for that show with Tom. It's going to be great. Rocky has a pro wrestling question. Going to need your thoughts on AEW. Can I'm all on it. Can't wait for the TNT deal. Getting exposure for some lesser known guys is great for the business, in my opinion. Rocky says, yes, yeah, talk pro wrestling. I am all for it. I am all for um, AEW, uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling, whatever it is. Uh, you know, any of the Japanese-based federations, any uh, Ring of Honor, WWE. I am for all of it. I am for the boys and the girls in the back who need work, who deserve to have their time on uh, on TV and in the ring. And that's not a shot at WWE. WWE is a machine. It has changed the game. Vince McMahon has changed the game. For better or worse, he changed it, I think, for better. And that's, you know, he himself might be a controversial character, but what he did was vicious and genius and great business, and it paid off. And if you know the story of the collapse of the territories and you know a lot of it, there were opportunities for a lot of the other guys, Vern Gagne in AEW, Fritz Von Erich, the Atkins, uh, Atkinson family in, in uh, world-class championship wrestling. They could have made the big move national, NWA, and they wanted to. Vince got there first, and Vince got their best, and I respect that. And and so I will never really uh, uh, talk down uh, to WWE. But at that said, I don't, I don't think AEW's true, real competition yet. It could be. It's competition with core fans, but I think still most people are going to tune and associate wrestling with WWE right now. WWE is definitely struggling at times. I, I don't watch it on a regular basis there, but overall... Uh, I want the success of all of these federations. AEW, um, there's good people over there. I, uh, I'm friends with Frankie Kazarian, and I'm always rooting for their success. Uh, Scorpio Sky used to do some work, uh, as did Chris Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian used to do some work with the small fed. I was involved with MPW and uh, the uh, good people there. So um, we got uh, Alice... 
Alice, what are you, Alice, you starting problems in the chat there? Uh, um, Rocky says, I think they could become real competitive stars and the financial backing. The money's the key. The money is the key. Um, is uh, you got to avoid money marks in wrestling. Those are the guys who are fans. They have a bunch of money and they just throw it down the drain. You got to have people running it, running it right. And I think they do. I think they do. Georgia Championship Wrestling. Gordon Solis is real snacks attack. Uh, Alice asks this question here: uh, Will I have my studio when I move? Yes, I actually will have the studio. Some things will change. This will all stay the same. But motivations will, with Ken will have to be shot in a different way. Uh, and I'm gonna have the ability maybe to shoot outside. Uh, around a fire pit so we might have a different kind maybe we'll do a fireside podcast uh you never know you never know what will happen so look for that there all right i'm gonna open up the phone lines if anyone wants to try to call in i'll make sure we give a, a leadway uh if you're in my discord server which you can access uh through uh, my patreon page at any level you uh at ten dollars or higher you get uh, the number to call in, uh, fireside chat. Ooh, fire! Everyone liked. Ooh, everyone likes that fireside chat. And this is what we do here on TNN TNF in session. Uh, we are in session. So, all right, here we go. We're on. Oh, there we go. There we go. Call coming in. Here we go. We got a caller on the line. Who's this? Snacks? Is that you? It's your friendly neighborhood friend. Big fan. <laughs> The DJ is here. What's up, Snacks? How are you, my friend? I am good, Mr. Napsaw. Good to hear your voice again. Good to see you on the TV. Don't know what you're sucking down there, but I hope it's satisfying your thirst. I'll tell you what I am. I'm tell you what I'm drinking right now. I'm going to share this with the world, Snacks, and I'll get to your question. All right? You okay with that? All right. Yes, sir. I am drinking. I'm, I'm obsessed with V8 plus hydrate orange grapefruit. I don't. It's It came to my life, and I am down today alone five of these. I don't know if that's oh, good for me or bad for me. It says it's got uh, one serving of veggies and snacks. You need your veggies. After burning up in the Burbank sun over the weekend, you probably needed the extra hydration. Absolutely. So what's on your mind, snacks? Well, I just wanted to let you know, I was down at the local uh, Mellow Mushroom the other day getting some pizza. Of course, I thought about you and Josh. Okay. Mellow Mushroom chain pizza restaurant. Yeah. I happen to notice they were filming an episode of Truffle Pumpers right down the street. Is that, are we still in season two or have we moved to season three tapings? Now? Oh no, we're, we're coming to up to up on season four. Cause they're very short seasons. Oh, we, ju- we just so went to season four. Yeah. It's, it's early stuff. I got, I got uh, good confirmation that Truffle Pumpers season four, they're shooting out just outside uh, Mesa, Arizona and the Tempe area snacks. I know that's near you. They're using some of the desert landscapes. Uh, the show oh. is based in the UK, but they're, they have an American adventure this year in the American West. Well, I was wondering because I didn't recognize the 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 the, the new actor, the, the lead actor. I can't remember his name. Oh, it's you guys said it, but I can't. Well, it's yeah. Well, it's Bo Bridges, Jeff Bridges' older brother. Bo oh, Bridges joined okay. Truffle Pumpers this year, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. He's going to be a good a good rival for Ian McShane, which is uh, one of the other big leads of Truffle Pumpers. There, so uh, does that oh. answer your question? Yeah, and it, 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 it we're very sad over in the afternoons. This is an afternoons. Uh, show it got uh, truffle pumpers did get snubbed for the Emmys, but we'll be talking about that. I'm sure this week. Oh, what a rip. Yeah. Rip indeed. Rip indeed. All right. Well, thank you for that answer, sir. And uh, enjoy the rest of your show. Oh, thank you snacks. Thank you. All right. DJ snacks calling in with a fun uh, inside joke, but I love playing along uh, over there on the afternoons with Josh and Ken, something we do there. So the phone lines are open. Anyone else who wants to call in here, uh, old hands, uh, uh, you're old and wise. Does this drink, the V8 hide. I mean, I'm telling you, folks, when I, I took one sip, 
I bought it just on a hunch. I don't like grapefruit. I'm not a huge grapefruit guy. Orange, though. Orange juice, any kind of orange flavor, like orange drink, you know. Well, let me give this a go. And I'm telling you, I have been going to my local Target. They're not a sponsor. Uh, but then I, uh, I, I've i been buying them by, by, by the dozen, literally the dozen. Drinking the hell. I'm reading the ingredients. I don't normally read the ingredients. It's got a lot of things on an element chart. I'll probably be told later on that it's not good for me. Uh, waiting for some calls to come in. A couple minutes left here on the broadcast. If you want to get in, if you're watching live and chat and you want to call, you want to talk, get on that voice line, get on that Google voice call, uh, and uh, let's talk. Um, Will, excuse me, Will McClay, uh, the drink got to me there. Ooh. All right, yeah. Uh, Will McLean says, uh, have uh, Josh and I recorded the afternoons for this week yet? No, actually, in fact, uh, this is uh, normally the time we record the afternoons. We should record on Tuesday because of our schedules. We had to move it. So we'll be recording uh, right before I uh, head out for San Diego Comic-Con this week. Hey, Kyle Harlow is here. Kyle Kyle Harlow's in chat. Uh, Yeah, I think this is healthier than LaCroix. Uh, I, I think so there. I, I don't know. I'm sure some scientist, I'm sure Bill Nye, the science guy, will say, don't drink V8 Hydrate. They, they can use it to start uh, cars without batteries. Um, so we'll see there. I just, I get, are you all, you all like me where you just get hooked on a, a, a certain food or beverage for a while? And I'm not talking about whiskey over the course of a lifetime. I'm talking like it's apple juice month. And uh, I down apple juice day and night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then all of a sudden, poof, gone. It stops. And just when you think, you know, hey, I can't stop eating or drinking this, boom, it switches. Something happened. I don't know. There's got. I want to know the science of that, science of our weird food addictions. Uh, it's almost time to wrap up here, but I want to make sure I get everyone a chance in chat to talk with me. Or uh, give me a call using the Google voice line there. Uh, Snacks is always on the ready. I like Snacks. Snacks is ready to go, has his call, has his point of view, has his take. It's a good caller. It's a skill. It's a skill. You got to, you know, I always say there's a skill to be a guest on a show. And um, and, uh, then uh, you you got to know how to uh, get your calls in there. Especially if you're using the Anchor app for something like Casterly Talk or the Afternoons. You have like 59 seconds. That's also the longest time in the world, and it's the shortest time in the world. So be clear and concise there. Uh, so as I start to wrap up, uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give you all. I know Alice and chat, they're trying to get Alice to call in. She's too shy to call in. Um, we're going to work on you, Alice. All right. You, you got the chat. You got here. But I think uh, I think uh, I want to make sure we hear your voice next time. Uh, old Ansaw is making a Capri Sun reference, which I always appreciate. You hydrate with Capri Sun. It works. It, it restores essential sugars and uh, particles. I think it's a scientific term, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know about that. Um, Tamor would call in, but uh, he's uh, he's in a session right now himself. Are you? What, what session are you in, Tamor? Are you like in a doctor's office? What's going on? Have your doctor call me. Oh, your physical therapy session. That's right. Tamor in chat, a good fan, good supporter. Uh, recently had a, a, an injury, and he's working through it, and we're sending our best out to Tamor. Sending our best out to his brother, Abdul, because I'm sure Tamor is probably a little grumpy over the injury, and he's probably taking it out on his brother, Abdul. And, uh, you know, we, we 
thoughts and prayers with Abdul just as much as Tamar. But I kid, I kid, Tamar, we're thinking of you there. So uh, John Mariano's one question. If Donnie Baseball, that's Don Mattingly, to uh, you and me, was, if he was in chat, what could you, could you tell him one thing? What would I say? If Don Mattingly was here right now, I'll tell you what I'd say, John Mariano. I'd say thank you for giving me some of the best years of my baseball fandom. Thank you for all those grand slams you hit in 1987. Thank you for the consecutive homer streak that you hit. I think Griffey eventually broke it, but let's not talk about that. Uh, thank you for the best mustache in baseball. Um, and uh, I'm so, so sorry that your career began after the Yankees got to the World Series, and it ended a year before the Yankees got to the World Series. And I feel very, very Sad. And yes, as Kyle, Kyle Harlow says in chat, shave those sideburns, Mattingly. So uh, that's what I would say, John. That's a great question, though, because I love Donnie baseball. I love baseball. Gosh, I love baseball. I don't know why. Even if I don't watch it that much, it's there. Baseball's magical. California, oh, I, California Angels, Anaheim Angels, still California Angels in my heart. With their tragic loss of uh, their uh, player, Tyler Skaggs passes away far too young. And then to go out and, and pitch a, a combined no-hitter, uh, and all the weird numbers, uh, the 13 runs, everything kind of sinks back to like either the day Tyler was born or the, uh, the, his number. It's uh, baseball's magical, which is why I love it. That's right. Yeah, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So um, now we're getting some Star Wars tech in chat, which means it's about time for me to go. So if no one else is going to call in, uh, I'm going to give you guys like one minute here as I begin to wrap up. Anyone wants to call in? Snacks got in. You could be like Snacks. Uh, then uh, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can chat. We can talk directly to you. But we do this once a month. If you're listening here later on in the audio uh, version or here on YouTube once a month, uh, it is something that uh, I enjoy doing a lot, interacting with everybody. And we're going to be doing this more in other places. And I know there's the super chat option and there's all these cool things that I think are fun and great. But I love uh, communicating with uh, those who support me the most and the closest which is my Patreon supporters, including my high-tier patrons, my executive producers. That includes Real Snacks Attack. He called in here. Thomas Rizling, Sir Thomas Sattal. And, oh, look at this. As I was just starting to sign out, we got ourselves a call. Oh, I love last-minute phone calls, which means, hello, you're on TNF in session. Ken, Rocky here. Rocky is here. Rocky is here. My MLB The Show Twitch batting coach. How you doing, Rocky? What's on your mind? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, I uh, just thought since nobody's calling in, we'd just call in and close out the show here. Let's do it. Um, yeah, but so you mentioned that you, uh, you know, you're going to take a little break from rewatching Game of Thrones and maybe mm-hmm. watch some other TV shows. And I was wondering if you had a chance to do that and what have you been watching? Absolutely. Great question. Uh, I have been watching a lot of weird UFO documentaries. Um, research for mysteries in the unexplained uh and then uh the girlfriend and i uh, she finally got into Shit's creek which i had been a fan of season one and two uh but i hadn't had a chance to watch after that so we kind of uh, synced up and now we're watching that together uh i just love eugene levy daniel levy uh, just uh, Catherine o'hara is one of my all-time favorites i love that show and then i need to i i caught up with uh veep up to season seven and i need to finish veep and i need to watch uh, barry season two those are on my list and then then I'll probably just uh, by then be ready to watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and then I'll I'll segue into just a complete Game of Thrones rewatch. 
All righty. Yeah, the uh, the Bob Lazar documentary was very, very yes. interesting. So I love yeah, me I'm, some I'm about that. Bob Lazar, Area 51 stories. Which, by the way, Rocky, are you are you charging Area 51 uh, with the rest of the people? I think I might sit that one out and just see how it goes. I think that's smart. Anyone in chat going to go charge Area 51? Let Rocky and I know. Rocky, you also do some stuff on YouTube and podcasts. Make sure you tell people where uh, where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me uh, on YouTube, the Couch Thoughts Podcast, and also just the Couch Thoughts Podcast on Anchor. I love it. I love it, Rocky. Thanks for the call. Great way to close close the show to hear a friendly voice talking about aliens. Thanks, Ken. All right, Rocky's on the way out, uh, and we are on the way out. I was talking about my high-tier patrons, my executive producers. Uh, that includes, uh, uh, like I said, DJ Snacks, Thomas Risley, Lethal, Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bedore, Matt Thompson, who's in chat right now, Taymor, Get Better, and his brother Abdul, Donna Long, Nathan Overdale, and Zach Anderson, uh, young stand-up comic, plying a straight out there in Wis- with uh, Wisconsin there. Um, I'm checking my chat to make sure anyone, anyone who's in my chat room uh, going to Area 51 uh, Matt Thompson's going to be the guy in the back, safely in the back. Uh, yeah, 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 that works for me, man. Um, Pete Rich says, yeah, it doesn't sound like a smart idea. I don't think it will happen. I don't want it to happen, but also I want it to happen because <laughs> I just want to see uh, the humanity. Oh, it'll be good. Uh, will, will McLean, is the final question. Are you going to be watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO? Yeah, I might I might give that a go, like a lot of people in the cast, so it seems, like, seems funny. So, that's that for this week, guys. We are uh, going to get on out of here. If you are listening now, thanks for listening to this uh, fun little thing I do live. And if you want to be part of the live uh, version of the show, you can join my Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash uh, and get into the level that suits you best. Uh, that is uh, what we do over there. You can follow me at KenNapsock. Go to KenNapsock.com to get uh, all the information you need on uh, uh, my uh, shows and my book and all those kind of things. At the top of the show i did a little intro of promoing the august 24th event i've got going on uh with the central coast film society up in my hometown check it out if you're local and uh that is that so uh oh we got a late che- oh we got a late check-in from uh uh the star wars couture movie saga that is actually kevin smetz uh for the movie trivia showdown so smetzy hello how are you you got here just in time to say hi uh, Kevin and I uh, working on some cool stuff for the In Memoriams over the Force Center page, so check out that as well. Uh, that is it. We are almost out of here. Been a lot of fun, everybody. Uh, we'll do this again. It's TNF in session. Made possible. All of you support me. We'll see you next time.